0: Visual communication is one of the most powerful and vulnerable ways to communicate with people and get them to take action. There's so much emotion wrapped into it. And as human beings, we are making emotional decisions to help us find and solve problems and solutions.
1: Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Thank you for joining us Ariel. You are the owner of By Ariel, a brand design and marketing agency. We're always thinking about how to best market ourselves, our brands and our businesses. What led you to start your business and walk us through how you work with clients?
0: A lot of us, we fall into entrepreneurship that we love it, but we didn't necessarily come out of the gate thinking that would be our path. A couple years after I graduated college, I was working as an admissions counselor In higher education. And I thought I enjoyed it. I thought I loved it. And I was living in LA at the time. There's always creative things happening in LA. And so I went to a meetup that was a room full of other creatives. And the woman who was hosting the meetup owned a creative agency. And so, in conversation with her, I got to know a little bit about what she did. And I think three months later, she reached out and I ended up working for her as her administrative assistant, and that opened up my eyes to the world of entrepreneurship. I think I saw for the first time that I had everything I needed and I could teach myself everything I needed just by observing others and learning through the University of Google to... Do my own thing. And it was so exciting to me, obviously overwhelming, but saw for the first time that it was possible. And then three to five years later, I had gathered a lot of expertise and knowledge working under her. And I really felt, why am I working for someone else? I can do this myself and I can create the life that I want and the freedom that I want. And this felt like the most exciting and challenging in the best way to do that.
1: I love that so much. And isn't it so fun how much we can learn online and all of the new platforms that are at our fingertips? So fun.
0: Oh yeah. Because once you realize that the possibility just becomes endless.
1: So tell us how you work with clients.
0: We primarily work with clients in a very custom capacity I say that we turn brands into industry icons. It's so much more than we're designing a logo for you. We are creative directing your identity. We are telling the story of who you are and what you're doing and why. It's so innovative in a visual way. Visual communication is one of the most powerful and vulnerable ways to communicate with people and get them to take action. There's so much emotion wrapped into it. And as human beings, we are making emotional decisions to help us find and solve problems and solutions. Wrapping a visual identity around your brand, your offer, what you do is a way to completely catapult and elevate your impact and your reach. A lot of our clients are carving out new places in their own markets. They're solving a problem that doesn't exist yet or finding a new way of doing something. And they really are becoming an icon in their industry. And so our services come around them to build out the visual experience of their brand across platforms.
1: And it's so great that you do that for business owners and personal brands, because sometimes we're so in the weeds of what we're doing. We know what we want, but it's easier if someone comes in from an outside perspective and helps to execute on that.
0: Absolutely. Even as someone who does this for a living, it's really hard to do it for yourself. And a lot of times you do need an objective person, creative partner to look at what you're doing and say, This can have mass impact if we wrap it up and communicate it this way. And that's one of my favorite parts of what we do is getting to transfer this mass vision to the CEO, to the brand for what we see as an outsider is actually possible.
1: And sometimes we make it more complicated when it could be very simple.
0: Absolutely. When you're in the weeds of it, it's very easy to overcomplicate it. It's also easy to think small. It's easy to get stuck in what your own belief in yourself is. We only know where we've been. And so someone objective to come in and say, no, this is where you could go. And here's the exact path to get there can also be really expansive.
1: I love the topic of negotiation because we all do it in one way or another in our lives and business. When you are negotiating fees with clients, how do you suggest to start and go through the negotiation process?
0: I believe in setting yourself up as a service provider, as the leader of the project, and setting expectations and boundaries from the very beginning before talks of pricing and investment and negotiation come into play. I like to walk into a discovery call, sales call with that client already feeling like I'm the one in charge. I'm the one crafting a process and thinking through how to get them this promise transformation. And I want them to trust then that my process, my pricing, everything I'm pitching to them is correct, is the vehicle to get them what they want. By the time we're having those conversations, there isn't a lot of negotiating happening. A lot of it is forged in the priming of that conversation. Even that expectation that you are the leader of this project and that your system and process and investment that covers that process is correct and non-negotiable. I think it just flows into the actual project. And especially with a creative service, oftentimes graphic designers, brand designers get a lot of pushback. Clients can steamroll the creative direction. And so setting those expectations up front allows for you to be the leader of the whole process, which ultimately results in a better experience for the client and better result because we all do our best work when we are the ones leading the creative vision.
1: When you feel good about what you're making, then you can really help execute on the client's vision.
0: Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And they, at the end of the day, what we were talking about earlier, they are hiring you to come in as an objective third party and be an expert in this way that they can't do themselves. I have hired service providers who made me feel like I needed to take control of the project because they weren't being the expert for whatever reason, for not wanting to stop on my toes. I want them to take the lead. As the client, I want to be led through this thing that I struggle with. And so I think we forget a lot of times that clients are hiring us to be the leader
1: over this specific thing in their business. I really like that you say that. And business owners appreciate that too, because we're busy leading everything else. (laughs) You know, we hire someone to lead something. Yes, please. Exactly. We move at such a speed and there is always the ability to be easily distracted. How do you suggest that we make and maintain space for creative thinking?
0: Oh, This is a really difficult practice to master, especially as an entrepreneur, because as you just said, there's always something to do. The to-do list is never done. There's always more. And as a business owner and a creative, it is so important to take time For just creative exploration, this looks different for everyone. And if you are a designer, if you are a creative, I think this is so critical to how the level of your work that you're producing as well. So it's not just for your own mental health; it's actually for the level and quality of work you're producing for others. I recommend figuring out what those things are that fuel personal inspiration. For me, in this season of life, they're actually pretty simple. I love reading fiction books. My brain is always going a million miles an hour and I'm always strategizing. Reading a fiction book allows my brain to fully focus and in a different way than watching a TV show. Like when you're watching a TV show, I'm usually on my phone. I'm like multitasking in five different ways just to keep my brain stimulated. But when I'm reading a fiction book, it's stimulated enough to allow my brain to now... Conceptualize new creative ideas. So that's been a practice that I've started implementing. And again, it can be like 30 minutes a day. It doesn't have to take a ton of time.
1: It's interesting that you say that because I have twins and they're nine now, but I was always so tired by the end of the day that I just would watch a show. But I've started to read again too. And I'd love to know what your favorite books are.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So, like I said, this only works with fiction books. I love a good self help business book as well. But if I'm truly just trying to shut off my brain and be inspired,
1: Yeah. Can't read those at night. My brain will keep going. (laughs) If I read those, it won't wind down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: So I very quickly powered through most of Leanne Moriarty's books, but there's one she wrote. It's called What Alice Forgot. And it was so good. I love when a book can also speak to your soul and has some big life lesson wrapped into it. And that one was very much about taking nothing for granted and that life could change at the drop of a hat. And again, as business owners, life moves really fast and you're constantly moving forward. It's very easy to be looking to the next thing and working towards the next thing, next goal, the next milestone, but it's very easy to just be in the moment. So that book was really wrapped in that principle. I loved it.
1: What is your favorite part of owning a business? And what does having the space to be creative mean to you?
0: I think my favorite part of owning a business is the ever-changing constant challenge, which is also my least favorite part of owning a business. I haven't been bored for the last six years, not once. And uh, that is so exciting to me. Being bored is one of my worst fears,
1: honestly. And it's such an inspiration because for me, when she built it, I wake up every day just ready to dive in and do it. And that you have found that for you too. And that's an amazing place to be.
0: Oh, yeah, it's so exciting. And like I said, it's not easy. It's actually really hard, but it's so exciting. And the challenge in the best way far outweighs the hard.
1: There's always that 20% of things we don't love doing. But as long as you have that other 80%, So worth it.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just to get to create the life you want. And entrepreneurship does come with a lot of work and a lot of hustle and a lot of problem solving and a lot of growing pains. It just bleeds into life. But with that, there is the ability and freedom
1: to design your own life. And that's really cool. Yeah. And it helps so much when you love what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one way that you make sure to find and live your joy each day?
0: Again, when work is also what you love, it's hard to separate the two, and it's also hard to separate the emotions of the two. Like work is sometimes stressful, sometimes anxiety-inducing, but sometimes really there's lots of highs and there is joy. And so, work for me is joyful.
1: So that was a hard question for me. I thought a lot, and I was like. What do I do besides work? And it's hard for a lot of women. I started scheduling things in. I'll schedule a workout in or I'll schedule in. I'm going to go get a massage because I'll just work or schedule in a longer run than I normally would. But so many women that I talk to have to do it intentionally to make sure that we make that space for ourselves. But I also understand when you love what you do, it's so hard to put it down. It really is because it's your happy place too. Absolutely. What's helped me is to give myself harder deadlines and
0: boundaries and to not have email on my phone. And so that when I'm working, I can be working. And when I'm not working, I can somewhat shut that side off, which allows me to do all these other things, be with my husband, be with my dog, be with my family. Go out to eat. I love to travel, too. But I've been realizing that having more weekends at home, having more months where we're not taking a trip, also brings a lot of joy
1: the downtime the downtime. yeah, it's been so fun to talk to you. Thank you for joining us. Tell us how and where we can find you, yes, of course. So you can find me at
0: byariel dot co. And also I love chatting with people on Instagram. Feel free to DM me on Instagram too, at
1: byarielco. Ariel Co. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Dreffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.